everyone. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. Chuck Tate, how are you doing? Andy King, doing great. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful... Uh Coming, what do we call this? Because it's not spring, but it's not summer. It's like right there. It's like, it's like um, right Spummer. <laughs> oh, Spummer. Yeah. Welcome to Spummer. <laughs> spummer. It's our own word. Really. Oh, oh, man. man. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> let, tell me, how are you really doing? Well, I'm doing good now. Yeah. But a few days ago, I mean, it's been a, as you would say, a journey. (laughs) Because um, I was a plonker again on our our last episode. I talked about falling down my stairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what I did this time. Okay. I was getting gas. Yeah. I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hold my phone and my wallet and the gas pump yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So I put my wallet on top of my mini, not Cooper like you have, but my mini van <laughs> that I thought about just spraying gasoline <laughs> over it and lighting it. But unfortunately... Because I was on the phone and distracted, I left the gas station with my wallet on top of the van, and I don't have it back. You mean you've lost it? I lost my wallet. (laughs) Hashtag plonker. (laughs) You know, but let me tell you how good God is. So, So first of all, I didn't, you know, my address was wrong, so I needed to update my, my license anyway. And I have gone to my old address a few times to, to see if anyone has returned it, and they have not. No one tried to use my debit card, which was great. It's good, yeah. Um, I did not have cash in it. I had just cashed a check, praise the Lord, before yeah. I lost it. Um, but I was really bummed because I lost my Costco card. No, that's not why. <laughs> but that could be replaced. My insurance card could be replaced. But I had five to six gift cards in my wallet, including a $50 Alta card that belonged to my daughter, Savannah. So I was just really, really upset yeah. about all the gift cards. But what I didn't know, God was already moving before I lost the wallet and laid it upon the heart of somebody here at our church and kind of let charge led by our office manager, um, my secretary, Catherine. She has a ministry um, called Random Acts of Hope. She hands out flowers. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And, well, she felt led to deliver flowers to to my wife and to Savannah and to my mother-in-law who goes with us. And what kind of came out of that, some other people wanted to give some gift cards to our family so the day after I lost my wallet, Catherine showed up with flowers and cards for Savannah, for my son Ashton, for my mother-in-law, and for Annette and I. And there were way more gift cards that we received than wow. I had lost in my wallet. And that they were collected before I lost my wallet. Wow. So God was moving in my future before I even asked him wow. for help. That is so good. Yeah. 
God was looking after you, even was, though you were a plonker. Even though I was a plonker. That's the, I'm just a plonker saved by grace. <laughs> oh, there's a t-shirt right there. A, a plonker enjoying spummer. Uh, well, I tell you what, that is a great, great story. We, we, I know you'll be able to replace everything in your wallet and, and all that, but uh, it is a nightmare when something like that happens. Yeah, I mean, a lot of phone calls you need to make and things like that. It's just a hassle, yeah. you know. It's a racket. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we have been hearing from people. Yes, it's been encouraging. People who... Uh, leaving messages. Leaving messages, loving the podcast, and so... Uh, you know, I thought we would uh, play one for one of our number one fans. Is that okay, Chuck, if we do that? Yeah, yeah I, I, we got to hear it. This is, this is really cool. Okay. Hey, Chuck and Andy, it's your number one fan. Truly, though, you guys have the goat of all podcasts. I love it. I look forward to every weekly drop. And listeners, don't be a plonker. Listen to this podcast. You won't regret it. Uh, so much joy and fun and truth. And just what we need in the world that we are in. You guys have a light and you're shining it so bright. So grateful for you guys. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. How cool is that? Hey, that is, thank you, Nicole. Our Nicole. number one fan, Nicole Jackson, who was a guest on yeah. Revi- Revival Town Podcast Season 1. Go back and check it out. Yeah. And um, But seriously, that was really cool, Nicole. We appreciate that. Appreciate thank it, Nicole. Thank we, you. we loved it. Loved and it. I love it. Don't be a plonker. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Boom, I got our first t-shirt. Don't be a plonker. Listen to Revival Town Podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now, if you are listening and you haven't got to the end of the this podcast, obviously, yet, you're probably thinking, why does he keep saying that word plonker? Well, what we do, and you'll hear it at the end, but we, obviously, I'm from the UK, uh, and Chuck is from the USA, and so I try and uh, stump Chuck with a word or a phrase or something from England that he may not know about, and we call it Tate and his mate. And uh, and so at the end you'll hear that. But but one of the words, in fact, one of the first words I ever threw at you was plonker, which means idiot yes. or crazy guy or <laughs> <laughs> moron. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about there. But we have um, we have a great guest today. Why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about Joe? Well, you know what? Joe Paris is a, a friend of both of ours. Yeah. He was a um, just a he was a, he was a part of Peoria Christian School. He's a um, Christian school yep, here in yep, Peoria. That, that my kids go to and my daughter's in high school. And Joe used to be the spiritual life director. But one of the things I love about Joe is his passion for the word of God. Yeah. And he is so vocal about viewing the world through a biblical lens, especially during a time where people want to throw away, throw away those glasses. But yeah. we cannot. We have got to stick to the Word of God. So you're going to love to hear what Joe has to say about all of that. And he's just launched a, a new initiative that you're going to hear about today yeah, really that cool. I think is going to explode. explode. Yeah. A really, really, a really cool deep. idea. That's a God idea. So uh, why don't you sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee or tea or Gatorade or milk <laughs> or whatever you want to grab. Kind of spummer drink. <laughs> <laughs> a lemonade. Yeah. With melted ice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, just enjoy this conversation with Joe Paris. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, all right, all right. You know what it's time for. Another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Today, our guest, Dr. Joe Paris, is a passionate communicator that is committed to helping believers know what they believe and why they believe it. He is committed to teaching complex principles in a manner that is relevant to the audience. Joe recognizes that culture is having a drastic impact on the way young people view the world. And we're going to unpack that in a little bit. He is committed to helping people see the world in light of Scripture. Joe spent 13 years as a Christian school educator and the past five years as a pastor in Dallas, Texas. He recently co-founded the company Christian Care Box, which produces care packages specifically designed for Christian college students. Joe currently lives in Mesquite, Texas with his lovely wife, Lindsay. They have two beautiful daughters, Lola and Harper. Joe, we are honored to have you on Revival Town Podcast today. Thanks for being here, man. Man, it is so good to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Oh, no problem. I just I just realized Mesquite, Texas. Do you eat a lot of barbecue down there? Every other meal you eat barbecue down here. There might be. There actually is a barbecue-related question in the big three oh, at the end of the podcast. look at you being prepared. <laughs> little wow. teaser there. Wow. Joe, it is great. Um, for those, uh, great to have you on. For those who are listening, um, Joe and I and Chuck and Joe go back a ways. You used to be in the Peoria area, um, serving at uh, Peoria Christian School that a lot yes. of people that listen to the podcast will know you from. Uh, also, you um, on a Dream Center side, you spoke at Mission Peoria, which is our huge, basically a missions trip for young people. We have about three to 400 young people that come every summer to the Dream Center. Not this year because of the COVID stuff, but uh, we'll be back 2022. But every night we have a huge youth rally and you would come and share uh, twice, right? Mm-hmm. Twice you've yeah. done that. Um, so it's great to, to uh, have you on the, the show today because a lot of people will remember you from those days. And I know that you were also on uh, someone's podcast uh, recently, Mr. Chuck Tate's podcast uh when when he used to do the 41 was wrong yeah yeah so uh, it is great to have you on today joe uh and when you um a few weeks ago you you put something online you asked actually me and chuck to be a part of helping tell people about it um i was like chuck we've got to get joe on this isn't just something i want to throw on social media i want to talk through this whole new thing that you are doing Christian care uh, box uh, for college students. We're going to get into that in a little while. Um, But you now are at a church, but you went from a school, Christian school, for many years. Tell us a little bit about your journey and also that transition. Yeah, for sure. So uh, when I finished up college, I I knew I wanted to do something 
um, faith related. I wanted to be a part. And so I didn't, I didn't really know about Christian schools. So I went to seminary with the idea to become a pastor, um, or a youth pastor and, uh, ended up getting a job at PCS Peoria Christian school. And uh, I told the superintendent at the time he hired me, I'm only going to do this for three years while I finish my degree. And then I'm going to go and work for a church. And uh, I absolutely fell in love with Christian education. I fell in love with PCS. I spent 12 years there as a, a teacher, the last six years as a spiritual life director, and then was a teacher for one year at a Christian school down here in Texas. Um, but towards the end of my time at PCS, I really felt like as I got older, um, I really wanted to really focus my passion towards training the parents who then would hopefully train the students. And so it, none of my passion changed. It was just more of my approach where at PCS, I was really trying to develop the students. I felt like as I got older, I wanted to work to develop the parents to develop the students. And so that's what I've been trying to do for the last five years down here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, it's, man, I'll tell you, Go Cowboys. I have loved every cowboys are cowboys are struggling but uh but okay. i love that's another podcast wow see how he put that in that was great that's that not revival good. town that's the opposite of revival town. Yes, they, there needs to be a revival for sure so but uh man i have loved um every job i've been at and uh some of my favorite memories uh were at pcs and and, and honestly being doing ministry with you guys i mean i Love speaking at Mission Peoria, and I got the opportunity to speak at Chuck's Church for for a kind of a conference and training we did for his staff. And so uh, I know we've shared several meals at Chick Fil A and different eateries yes. around Peoria. So Man. and you were actually educator of the of the, of the year in 2015, was it at Peoria? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, 20, 2015. They were so. they were so gracious to give me that award. And I will tell you, I say this with all sincerity. Of all the accolades I have won, that was the one I was most proud of. Any oh, any man. sporting, any, that one I just felt honored because I, I just love teaching and it was uh, it was so much fun at PCS. It was oh, it was a blessing. Man. Well, I, I know PCS misses you, and, I, and I'm bummed because when when you were in town, my my daughter was in mm -hmm. in grade school and junior high, but obviously she's a sophomore in high school now, and yeah. I wish that you could have been her her teacher and leader i mean i'm grateful for the staff at sure the, sure sure but i know it was a big a big void to fill when um some some shoes that were really hard to to fill when when you left yeah. you just did such an excellent job at just not just communicating biblical truth but your presence your leadership and and that's kind of where i got to know you well i got to i, I met you at richwoods when i was preaching and sharing the 41 mm -hmm. will come message oh but, yeah and um, of course you had me come to pcs and 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 preach chapel and that was always a good yeah. time but um i know that you, you made a huge impact on the pure area well thank you it was i'm telling you it, uh, it, it's easy to do that when you love the city and the people that much. I mean, it, it never worked a day at PCS, never worked a day. Uh, just loved every minute of it. I mean, once again, greatest job ever, honored, literally honored that they hired me, never understood why, um, never understood why they renewed the contract every year. And uh, I looked at every day as just a blessing and just a privilege to serve at the greatest Christian school in, in America, really. And I truly believe that that's not, none of that was smoke. I really believe yeah. it was the greatest Christian school serving the greatest city. I mean, Peoria is my hometown. I love it. And uh, leaving it was hard. It was the right thing to do uh, for our family and for the future. 
but uh, we loved every minute of it. Oh, Paris played Peoria, and now Paris yeah, is playing yeah, Dallas. Yeah. So tell us about <laughs> the transition. I mean, because you went from, from a school to um, a significant church role. Yeah, so once again, that, that was very strategic for me. Um, I really felt like the conversations I was having with the students, I really wanted to start having with the parents just because, I mean, you guys know this as pastors, is that the biggest influence on your kids will always be you as a parent. Uh, I love Christian education. I love the church, but they pale in comparison to the role that you have as a parent. And so as a, as a Christian school teacher, I would see these kids and, and man, they would inspire me. And I'm like, man, these kids are, they're going to change the world. And then I would meet their parents and I'm like, oh, that's why. Like they're, it, it made sense. Their parents were exactly who I thought they were. And then you would meet some kids who struggled and you would meet their parents and you would go, oh, it makes sense that, you know. And so I just thought, man, I want to go and be a pastor and pastor people who can then parent their kids. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was the whole vision of the goal is just to say, hey, I love PCS. I love students. I love teaching them. But I want to teach the parents to teach the kids. And yeah. so how was that? Like, obviously, that um, going from a school to a church, but then with that focus of really helping the parent how has that been that i mean it's been so much fun i mean once again it's more of a, a microcosm i mean so it's it's more of you know bible studies and discipleship and lunch and counseling and i mean parents are looking for anything they can get you know they're yeah. they're going man we don't know what to do i mean like we're trying to figure this out and so i love when i can just jump in and say you know as a teacher for 13 years here's what kids kind of let me in on their world and here's where they're at and then also to speak to that to say here are some of the trends that are going on here's the influences here's what they're listening to here's what they're hearing here's what culture is telling them and so mom and dad if we don't address this they're going to believe the lies of culture. And yeah. so we have to address that. So that's been, you know, through Bible studies, through preaching, through men's ministry, through discipleship, all of those things are starting to wave, uh, work their way into those conversations. Joe, tell uh, the folks what church you're at, um, you know, in, in case they're ever in that area, they could yeah. come and check. Absolutely. So I am at Community Life Church, uh, but we call ourselves C Life, the letter C. And uh, man, I'm telling you, if PCS was the greatest Christian school I ever worked at, Sea uh, Life is the greatest church in America. I mean, it is it is phenomenal. So we're a multi-site church. We have five campuses. Uh, in the midst of the pandemic, when people were struggling as churches, we opened our fifth campus, our online campus. And so anybody listening to this, you can go on SeaLifeC.com on Sunday morning and listen and see our sermons. And uh, our pastoral team is kind of unique in that we don't have a senior pastor uh, we have three senior pastors. They all founded the church at the same time. Uh, neither one is higher than the other. They share responsibility. And uh, these guys, Randy, Paul, and David, um, man, they're just my heroes. I love them. They're my pastors. And uh, they have just, they, they are doing something down here. And uh, it has been phenomenal. And once again, I, I literally tell my staff all the time, I'm like, we are lucky to work at this church and don't ever show up to work and take that for granted because I guarantee there are a thousand campus pastors out there better than me who would take my job in a heartbeat. So I, I try not to sleep on one day of work because it is, it is a privilege to be here. And once again, I wake up every day going, I don't know why they hired me, but I'm going to keep going up. <laughs> well, we, I, I would wake up every day going, go cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well here's, just, the, here's, here's the thing, Chuck. You and about five million other people. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, well, I tell you what, uh, Joe, before we get into what, um, what you're about, you know, what you've just launched, right? Um, I know that we invited you many times, especially with Mission Peoria, to really um, talk in the, in the vein of, the, of apologetics, Right. Yes. And what do we really believe? Yes. Um, and with the year that we've had, and not just year, I mean, it's for, for a while we've seen culture really trying to uh, change the way the church should think, right? Yeah. Even though we're going back to the truth of the Bible, what are some of the, some of the dangers that you are seeing right now with the culture? Yeah, it, it is, it is scary to me and it, if anybody out there has ever read like the works of like Francis Schaeffer or somebody like that who wrote back in the 70s, I mean, people have been predicting this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, now we're just living in it. And it all goes back to the deconstruction of the authority of scripture and the authority of the church. And so once again, when we take away the framework that there, there are no absolutes, there's no such thing as right or wrong, the Bible is your truth or your subjectivity. Um, when you can't say that anything is firm, um, all of a sudden you end in this world of chaos. And I think it was Francis Schaeffer, or maybe it was Greg Kokel who said, um, we literally have firm uh, feet planted firmly in midair. Mm -hmm. We have no absolutes. And, there, and so when you go to tell somebody that that's wrong or that's not true or that there's consequences to it, People just dismiss it as like, well, that's not that's not true for me. You can't tell me my truth. And what I used to tell our students is, there, listen, there is no such thing as my truth. There is Come the on. truth. There is there is truth never changes. It, it's always the same for every person, uh, every place, and every time. If something is true, it is always true, no matter who you are or no matter where you live. And we've gotten away from that to where now it's this, well you know, that's not what I believe or that's not. And, and I've even heard some Christians say that, well, my God would never do that. I'm like, well, you don't, my God, it's not your God. Like you're his child, but he's not your God. Like you don't get to create, this is not Subway. This mm. is not Chipotle. You don't get to create him. He uh -oh. tells you who he is. Mm. And so that's where I think we're at in society is that if you take a stance and say that something is objectively true, I mean, then then your cast type is well, you're closed-minded, you're bigoted, you're old school, you're you're you know whatever whatever term you want to throw in there, and uh, and that's the problem we've gotten into is that there's no there's no standard to go back to. Forty years ago, thirty years ago, you could say, hey, the Bible says this to be true, and that was the end of conversation. Now you're not even having a conversation. Yeah, people are just throwing it out. It's yeah. crazy. It really is. Yeah. What do you think is the reason? for this i mean it's been predicted and foretold and we knew that this day was coming and it's here how did it happen yeah well i think there's probably been a, a several trends that have, have caused it i think biblical illiteracy is a part of it is that uh we've almost venerated like if you read god's word like you're a saint and i used to tell our students that um you know reading god's word is not a good thing it's a necessary thing you know, but we're like, oh, I read my Bible. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to like, like 
you're supposed to breathe and you're supposed to eat and you're supposed to read God's word because because we live in a world, the Bible tells us that we are uh, foreigners and aliens in this land and we're going to be inundated by culture. And so how do we offset those ideas that are coming out with at us is we have to we have to do something. We have to we have to put ourselves in a Christian school or put ourselves in a good church or put ourselves in a good reading plan, put ourselves in Christian community, listen to things that are edifying, challenge ourselves. We have to do these things. But a lot of times people think, well, we just exist. We're kind of like jellyfish floating on the top of the water, hoping that we end in the right place. And that's never going to happen. Culture is not leading us towards Christ. It's leading us from Christ. And so if you go to somebody and you go, hey, what are you actively doing to pursue Christ? What are you actively doing to change culture? And they can't tell you, then they are being changed by culture. Wow. Well, there's a lot to unpack right there. Because I think the you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I, I've seen this. We try to change our views because of what the culture is saying. Sure. And when you see even some of your top church leaders doing that as well um it's an easy way out for a lot of people instead of like you said digging into the scripture to really see what it says yeah yeah you know i've seen a lot of i mean obviously uh one of the big buzzwords which um we'd like to ask you about is is deconstruction and a lot of people on social media are being vocal about their deconstruction their search for their own truth a lot of people are blaming christians as their reason to walk away from their faith and one of the things i said this past sunday is obviously there are hypocrites in every church there are a lot of followers of jesus who don't represent him well but if you walk away from your faith in christ because of his followers you weren't following christ you were following people yeah, that's so good. Uh, I heard somebody say once that um, you, you evaluate a religion not based on its followers, but based on its founder. Mm-hmm. And our founder, Jesus Christ, was perfect. So if you want to, if you want to go, hey, this person dropped the ball. I'm like, oh, you're looking at the wrong person. You were looking at your pastor or an author or a spiritual leader. You should have been looking to Christ. And what does the Apostle Paul do? Whoa, whoa, whoa don't listen. If you're going to follow me, only do that because I'm following Christ. You know, like, don't look at me, look at Christ. Yes. It's got, yeah. And, and I think the last, like I mentioned it already, but the last year, couple of years, it's really heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you seen that even in, you know, leading a church, obviously campus pastor, uh, with what people are even coming up to you and asking or saying, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because once again, um, there is a huge social media media platform that the culture has. And once again, it is just become you're being inundated with it. I mean, everywhere you turn from your friends to just social media to watching television to listen to radio. And I used to say this, and I think this is so true. A lot of times in Christian circles, we want to um debate the things that are hot topics you know like so in the church a lot of times it's like evolution that's a hot topic and what i used to tell our students was don't fear um the conversations that are being debated fear the conversations that are being assumed 
And that's what I see. That's what I think is going on right now is people are like, they just assume things and Christians don't know to challenge it. And so they're going, oh, no, like, oh, you, you know, you Christians, you guys are so behind the times. You didn't know this. And they're just assuming that there's no objective standard, that there's no mm -hmm. right and wrong, that there's no that there's no absolutes in life. And that's what I'm like. That's where you got to be afraid is that when people are assuming something to be true, like we've got to rework as a church and to go, man, here is our anchor point, And that's scripture. And once again, the culture is never going to assume that scripture is the anchor point. But we as believers have to assume that is the anchor yes. point. Because if listen, if we don't have an anchor point, then nobody has the right thought because you can't you who can say that anything is right and if you're going to say that something is right then the opposite has to be wrong or it has to be false but we've got to develop an anchor point so it's got to go back to god's word which once again goes back to when the bible was written like when when god authored this thing this was the anchor point this was supposed to be the standard to which we compared it to mm. and you know what's amazing uh chuck you know we started the conversation with joe where he made the transition from school from a school to a church to help parents with their journey to be able to help their kids, right? Mm -hmm. And now the way the culture's going, this is even more important than than when that happened a few years ago, because the parents are being rocked. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, and and I think that's why kids are struggling so much Absolutely. with all of this it's because mom and dad are throwing out the bible mom and dad are walking away from the church mom and dad are walking away from their faith in christ mom and dad are questioning the um, validity of scripture mom and dad are the ones who are searching for their own truth they've allowed themselves to be influenced by culture and obviously that's spilling over in, into families and it's kind of scary where where we're headed which makes our job as, as pastors and leaders, and those of you who are listening, it makes your job so important. This is the time. I think Joe hit it on the head. The anchor has to be the word of God. If we don't have an anchor, then we're going to yeah. drift continuously. Yeah. We've got Absolutely. to get back to the word. I've got this, uh, I've got this picture on my phone, and uh, it was late one night a couple months ago, and I, I went into my oldest daughter's room, Lola, and uh, she was she was awake and she wasn't supposed to be awake. So I was going in there to kind of discipline her, tell her to go to bed. And and I kind of walked around the corner and she wasn't facing me. But I she was on the ground reading her Bible uh, in the middle of her room, just reading the Bible. And so I, I took a picture without her seeing. But here's the thing. Do you know why she was doing that? Because she sees her mom and I doing that. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, she's she was I mean, was she reading so the you Bible? Don't, you, don't, you don't pay her. <laughs> don't pay her. Yeah, I right. don't pay her. I don't pay her. You but, and you didn't tell her off for being up. <laughs> no, I did not. No, she can I did read not. as long as she wants. <laughs> she can read as long as she wants. But, but really, I don't even know how much she was reading, but you know what she was doing? She was imitating. Yeah. She was imitating what we do. And so she was, she was trying to mirror what she saw her parents doing. That's what kids will always do. That, you know, what, what's the classic saying that you hear? Kids will not follow the words that you say, but the things that you do, you know? So, so a parent, if you're out there and you're like, I keep telling my kid to read their Bible. Well, you know, honestly, why they're probably not reading their Bible is because they don't see you reading your Bible uh -oh. and, and maybe you are, but they're not seeing it. Kids will do what you do. That's good, yes. Joe. That's really good.
Well, you've talked a little bit uh, about the the student. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you're not in a school now, um, and you're helping parents. But you have come up with something that um, really got my attention. Um, and so I'm just going to let you unpack this whole thing because I want people to really hear it from from you what you're what you're doing right now on top of what you're doing with the church this isn't you haven't changed job or anything this is something you feel called to do right now uh, at the same time yeah so my my friend and i uh we created a company called christian care box and uh it is a care package designed specifically for christian college students and so i think anybody that ever went to college has a story about how mom and dad sent them a care package, their youth pastor sent them a care package, a women's group in the church sent them a care package, something like that. And so about two years ago, I got this idea and I thought, man, all of these people are getting care packages. What if we created a care package that not only gave them snacks and food, but also encouraged them to grow in their relationship with Christ? And so um, I was talking to a parent, this is probably maybe six weeks ago. And I was kind of casting this idea about this company and talking a little bit about picking their brain. And the parents said exactly what I thought they might say. She was saying, Hey, my kid's in college and I don't even know what to send them, what book to send them. And if I send them something, I don't want it to feel almost manipulative. Mm, You know, like sometimes as a parent, you give your, your kid a book, um, or you give them, are you like, Hey, are you reading your Bible? And because it's a parent, it kind of feels like the kids like, oh, come on, mom and dad, because that's what college is, right? Like they're separating. They're trying to go from from your faith to their faith. And so I was like, man, this is a great way that parents can still parent and pastor their kid, but they feel like Christian Care Box is doing it. So every month, the kid is going to get a box full of snacks and goodies, just normal care package stuff. But inside of there, there's also going to be a devotional There's also going to be maybe a book or a journal, and then there's going to be a postcard that they can send home to mom and dad. Hey, just connecting. So our goal is basically two things. We want to connect parents to kids and we want to connect kids to Christ. That's our goal. And so this would provide a way that mom and dad go, you know what? Junior's off the way at college. He's three hours away. I can never get him to text me. I can never get him to talk to me. What we would say is you're you're going out about it the whole wrong way. Send them a care package once a month feed their feed their stomach and feed their soul and all of a sudden you're going to start to see things happen and so we want to be the avenue the catalyst for the parents to say hey let us help you let us help you connect to your kid and let us help you encourage them to grow in their relationship with christ you're already sending them care packages let us do it for you that's brilliant that is really good and that's what got my attention when i saw this uh when you you sent us a uh, an email about it and I was like oh man that's brilliant because you know uh, my son lives in LA uh, he's, yeah. he's um, out there and we send him he loves kitchen cooked potato chips Louisiana <laughs> style okay yeah that's a th- uh, that's a thing that's man. a thing and yeah. if we send that out to him man he's text hey thanks you know and it's connecting us uh, even yeah. though we're trying to let him you know do his thing right yeah um it communicates that you care yeah as well yep. yeah that's so huge this is brilliant idea mate. well and and you know i think this is i think this is for a lot of kids i remember growing up 
whenever my parents wanted to spend time with me or talk with me or get me to open up as a, as a, as a young teenager, a young adult, um, whenever they took me out to dinner or it was around a meal, it just seemed like I opened up more um, as opposed to, you know, the mom or dad coming down into your room being like, hey, what's going on? I want to talk to you. I want to spend some time with you. Like kids never, they don't want to open up that way. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you got to massage it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like get out of my room. But like all of a sudden when mom and dad were like, hey, we're going to go get Culver's. Do you want to go get a bite to eat? I was like, yeah. And you know what? I, I don't know why it is, but I just felt like, I felt like they, I don't know. I felt like they were on my ground now. Like it wasn't like, hey, come talk to us. It was just kind of like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna feed you. We're gonna give you some snacks. We're gonna give you some food. And then all of a sudden, I just naturally started talking. So I just think, and I think that's probably the number one thing. I, my my girls are eight and six, and so I'm not there yet. But I'm starting to see the trend where they're starting to get older and they're starting to become their own person. And I think parents, more than anything, they just want to be parents. They want to connect. They missed the kid that was four years old and ran and jumped in their arms. And what I would say is parents, rather than keeping forcing this, maybe think about it a little bit differently and saying, hey, if I sent a monthly gift to my kid, you know what that's gonna communicate to your kid? That they're loved, that they were thought about, that they were important, that they were valued. This is gonna communicate things to your kid. And listen, parents, you can say that all day. I love you, I care about you, I value you. Don't tell them, show them. Show them, give them a Christian care box. They're going to love it. I promise you. And they're going to share it with their friends. It's going to help them connect with their sweet mates that people are going to come by and go, dude, that's a cool box. Hey, here's some snacks. There's 30 plus items in there. They're going to share with people. It's going to create conversations. It's going to create community. And I think community ultimately is one of the biggest, uh, biggest things we need to be talking about as a church right now is, Hey, you got to have believers around you. And I think this creates community. Man, so parents that are listening right now, they're going, oh, I love this. I want to do it right now. How can they send a care package? How can they send a care box? Yeah, so they can they can go. We've got, obviously, we've got Facebook handles. We've got Instagram. You can go directly to our website at www.christiancarebox.com. Um, and you can see about the different plans, the different options. Uh, we are really excited about this. So we created one of our plans. is called uh, uh, It's called uh, Project Future. And Project Future is designed that you can sign up for a care package for 12 months. Obviously, the students don't go to school in the summertime. And so what we're going to do is in the summertime, you have two options. You can have the box sent to your home instead of the school, or you can donate the box. And we're going to partner with a local a food pantry here in the Dallas area. And we're going to give these boxes out to kids who are maybe in communities of need or in areas of reduced or free lunch or something like that with the idea of, hey, this is the future. These are the kids that are going to be in college in a few years. We want to start blessing them now. So kids can say, listen, I want a care package during the school year, but during the summertime, give it to those kids, man. Bless those kids. And so it can be a little bit a part of like, hey, I'm getting snacks. I'm getting fed in, during the school year spiritually and physically. But during the summertime, that's my mission project. I'm sending my box to go help the future generation. Well, that's good. That's really good. I, know, I love it. I mean, that hit home, hits home for me, obviously, with the, the Dream Center. We have uh, summer camp during summer, uh, you know, with nearly 100 kids there every day. And we're obviously feeding breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, but to be able to, to drop something like that into a student's lap once a month, 
would be amazing. Um, I'm not. I'm not asking you to send them to Peoria, <laughs> but, but for the kids, I just know that the kids that we see day in, day yeah. out, for them to get this would be incredible. And so for the kids who are going to get this in, in Dallas, that is going to be going to be life-changing for some of those kids. Yeah. Let's go back a bit because I, I, I do, I do want to um, touch on this because it's not just the good is inside. And mm-hmm. we know college when you and you'll have the stats i'm sure but when you look at kids who walk away from the church Mm. it's in college right yeah and and so what are some of the things that are going to be in the box that is going to help those students not just with their journey but also even challenging some of the concepts that they're hearing yeah so let me give you the stats real quick so 75 percent of christian kids uh, walk away from the faith when they turn age 18, when they go off to college. Um, statistics tell us about 40% come back when they're 28. Um, but I always tell people the most important decisions of your life are made between the ages of 18 to 28. Think about this, um, what you're going to study, possibly what you're going to do, who you're going to date, what you're going to do while you're dating, who you're going to marry, the children, political, social issues. All of those decisions are really being made during this time period and it's the time period where I feel like parents probably have the least amount of communication and the church has probably got the least connection. And so in a time period where kids are making the most vital decisions of their life, they're getting the least amount of information from their parents in the church. And so when you look and you go, man, what are some of these kids thinking? What are they, why are they believing that? Because nobody's talking to them. The church isn't talking to them. Their parents aren't able to communicate with them. And so what we designed, once again, snacks and goodies, it's still a care package, but inside every box, you're going to get a devotional from me. It's a five-day devotional, and uh, we call it five, We call it 60 Seconds with Dr. J. And uh, our theme is called Made for This. We believe that every single purpose, every single person was made with a purpose. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we were all created in Christ Jesus to do good works, that God created Andy King for a purpose and Chuck Tate and Joe Paris. And we want to tell every single kid getting this box, hey, you are at the school for a reason. God did not create you to just figure things out. He has a goal for you. He has a purpose for you. And so we want to encourage you. So we're going to follow through stories of people in the in the Old Testament and New Testament and see how God used their story to change the world, to change culture. One of my favorite verses is Second uh, Chronicles, where it talks about the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what to do. We want to create a group of college students who understand the culture and what God is using them for. And so in addition to the devotional, they're going to get a, a postcard pre-stamped so that they can write home to mom and dad. And we really want to encourage the kids to do this. Hey, connect with your parents. Send them. They just sent you a box. Send them a note home. You know what? If you send them a note home, you know what parents are going to do? They're going to send you another box because they were like, that was worth it. Like, I, my kid, my kid has never sent me a card in his life, but I sent him a box. And so we want to encourage kids. Hey guys, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. You want to get another box? You better send your parents a card home and they will send you another box. And then the last thing is this will be rotating, but we're going to put a spiritual tool in there. So maybe one week it's a book, maybe one week it's a journal, maybe another week it's a, it's a short devotional. Um, maybe one week it's, you know, a prayer guide, something, something that encourages them. And so 
Andy and Chuck, here, here's kind of my vision. And, and I'm a dreamer. I'm, I'm kind of a guy that's out there. But I really do picture there's going to be a kid coming home from a party on a Friday night where maybe he didn't make the best decisions. And he's sitting on his bed at three in the morning and he's thinking, man, what am I doing with my life? And he's going to look over on his nightstand and there's that box and he's going to open it up and he's going to pull out a Bible, a journal, a devotional. And he's going to go, man, this isn't working. Mm. I'm going to try something different. And that's where I'm telling parents, listen, put the box in their room. If you put the box in their room, I think God's going to do something. That's so, I hope God is. So good. I, I think it's um, an incredible idea. There's good ideas and God ideas. And that, my friend, is yeah. a God idea. I can't wait to see the impact it has. Well, and we, we've been talking and, uh, you know, man, just the last, you know, last couple of weeks and months, we have had so many God moments where people have reached out to us and said, hey, we want to partner with you. Hey, I want to connect you with this organization. Hey, I want to I be a part of this. And stuff that that my partner and I are just going, we could not have done that in and of ourselves. We could have worked for 10 years trying to find this partnership, and it just fell into our laps. And it's not just like one thing, and it's not just a coincidence. I mean, it has been repeated things. We were we were having a meeting a couple of days ago, and uh, we just finally said, man, God's behind this. I mean, he, he is behind this. Listen, you can say whatever you want. You can say it's luck or coincidence. God's behind this. And, and once again, we believe that God is behind it. We believe that God is for the family. We believe that God is for the next generation. And so any way that we can connect the next generation to the parents and to Christ, I think God is going to get behind that. And so we're excited. We we think it's going to help parents. And I know in a few years, my girls are going to be off in college and I'm going to be doing the same thing going, man, I love this resource because it helps my kids know that they are loved, they are seen, and it encourages them to pursue Christ. Man. Well, Joe, we really appreciate you taking the time to, to be here. And I know that there are, are parents listening right now, and they feel like their kid's too far gone. And one of the things that I always say is nobody is too far gone. We're just always one encounter away with Jesus from a different life. Can you pray for parents who are listening, and not just parents, maybe some students who are listening who are struggling with their faith, um, and just ask God to, to touch them regardless of what they're going through. And maybe we have somebody who's on the fence with their, with their walk with yeah. the Lord, and they've allowed culture to impact them and influence them. And maybe they're, they're, they're struggling with believing whether or not the, the Bible is true. And uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back on the podcast sometime and just do apologetics yeah. and talk about the Bible and the deity yeah. of of Christ and him being raised in the resurrection, all, all the above. We're going to yeah. have to do that, but yeah, but can you take For a moment sure. and pray? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. Thanks guys. Hey father, we are, um, we are grateful for all that you are doing. And, uh, I know that, um, man, it just seems like it is a tough time to live right now, uh, being inundated with culture, um, being challenged as believers in Jesus Christ, um, being a faithful attender of church, um, man, there are so many things that are pulling at families, at parents, at students. Uh, Lord, my heart breaks for all of them. Um, Lord, I know the joy um, that I have in my relationship with you. I know the joy that I have in relationship with my family. And Lord, uh, I want to just take a moment and just pray for those parents. I know there are parents out there who are just 
Oh man, they would give anything to figure out a way to connect with their kids and they miss them and they don't know how to have conversations. Lord, and on the flip side, I, I remember seeing a number of kids who are trying to figure out how to become adults and they don't, they're not trying to blow off their parents. They're not trying to be distant. They're just, they don't know what to do, Lord. And so it seems like there's just so much confusion right now. How are parents supposed to be parents? How are kids supposed to become adults? Lord, I, I would pray, Lord, that at the center of that would be you. Lord, I, I'm amazed at how many times I try to figure this world out um, without ever consulting you, without reading your word, without praying to you, without asking for provision. Lord, and, and I'm so grateful that you're a gracious God and that you are patient with us. And Lord, I, but I pray, Lord, that if there's a parent out there, Lord, that uh, not not only would they would they look to their pastors and they would uh, look to their friends, but Lord, that ultimately they would look to you, Lord, that they would yes. uh, their prayer time would be different, that their time in the Word would be different. Lord, I pray for those kids out there who are who are wrestling maybe with their their faith, their belief, um, their decisions. Lord, um, I pray, Lord. Here's here's what I'm going to pray, Lord. Here here's really what I want. I want them to wake up one day and just go, this doesn't work. And realize that the only thing that will ever fill the vacuum inside of our heart is you. That there are not, there's not enough money, there is not enough accolades, there are not enough relationships, there are not enough drugs, there are not enough culture out there that will ever satisfy us. The only thing that was ever created to satisfy our aching heart was you. And Lord, I, I know that that sounds spiritual to some kids and that sounds cliche to some kids but lord i pray lord that they would honestly wake up and just go this is not working i got the job i got the girl i got the house and i still was missing something and that they would go i was missing jesus and that it would change their world radically thank you so much for chuck and for andy lord i i, I know uh, that peoria would not be the same without those two guys, Lord, from Mission Peoria to the Rock Church to, gosh, I mean, there are just so many things that they've done um, in my life and in the city of Peoria. Um, Lord, we are just uh, just honored to just know, I'm honored to know them and just thankful for their heart and their service. Thanks for this podcast and the way that you're using it, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, raise up a generation uh, of people who understand the times and know what to do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Shojo. Well, listen, while you're praying, I felt a prompting, and I am going to get your address when we hang up, and I am going to ship you a box of 50 41 will come books. We're going to make a donation from the church to oh, man. Put, Thank put, you. put a book in at least 50 care boxes right off the bat. There, Hey, we love that. We love that. And once again, um, man, if we can find ways to put truth in college dorm rooms, you know, I mean, Chuck, you and I, I remember when you when you preached that sermon and, and I didn't know you and I stopped you afterwards and I said, this is going to be this is going to this is going to change things. And then I remember when you were in the writing contest down here in Dallas and you got selected and uh, Annette actually texted me before you did. So shame on you to tell me <laughs> that you won. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. But wife, dude, uh, well, it's coming up on on. My book's birthday will be five years old in, in August. Five but, years old. Um, yeah, so I'm I, almost finished you. with my proposal for book number two. I need to tell you about that. But I, anyway. I told, Well, I knew it was coming. I told you, I was emotional that night. I got that text. I was so happy for you, but I was so happy that that was going to get out there. I mean, 
I, st- I, I still have that book on my counter and I tell people about it all the time. I'm like, that is such a phenomenal book that my friend wrote. And then so, and yeah, so well, you I, believed in me, you were, you, so you pushed me before the contest and, um, um, I think you believed in me more than I did. So thank you. No, dude, I'm telling you, Chuck, I, I think a lot of times I can be an encouraging person. I wasn't being encouraging. I was just, I felt it was prophetic. When I heard that, I was like, no, this is going to win. This is, yeah. this is going to win. I've, I've read, I've read so many Christian books. I had never read anything like that. I'd never heard a con. I mean, it was phenomenal. Well, thank Thank you so much. It means means a lot man and um you know what Chuck? we need to do a we need to do a a show we haven't done this we need to do a show and it's just me interviewing you about the book hey so i think i think we need to get that don't don't you think joe absolutely absolutely it is a it's a phenomenal book phenomenal book well thank you so much well hopefully you can win at the big three right now because that's what's that's what's next Uh, (laughs) right real quick before we do the big three how can people connect with joe paris yeah so uh facebook uh, i'm on facebook joe paris and then obviously uh our instagram and facebook for christian care box and then also just our website so uh that's a way uh they can get a hold of me um, if they don't have Facebook and they're like, Hey, I got a question or whatever, email me. It's uh, J Paris at C life, L I F E C.com. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I, I I'm telling you, I still keep in touch with Peoria. I mean, I, I'm still, I tell my students, I'm still their teacher and, yeah. uh, I still talk with them and connect with them. I did a podcast two months ago with, uh, two of my former students. And so, um, wow. yeah, I, yeah, these, the, listen, you never stop being a teacher. And, uh, and so, sure. man, if I can, if I can, uh, if I would love, I'm honored to hear what my students are doing. You know, so one of my former students just graduated from seminary and, uh, I got another one who's, uh, heading off, I think to maybe even start her PhD in religious studies. And so, um, people that have far exceeded me, um, and it just, I'm honored, I'm honored to be their teacher at one point in their life. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, people are going to get to know you a little bit more. Them students, obviously, that you were with for many years knew you pretty well. So we are going to ask you some questions, uh, the big three. Chuck, you're going to start us off? Uh, All right, here we go. We're going to talk Texas barbecue for a moment. (laughs) Oh, man. You're in Mesquite, Texas. Um, All right, what is your number one choice, ribs, brisket, or pulled pork? Oh, that's a that's a great question. So I would say he's vegetarian. Um, no, I'm not. Not even close. Not even close. They will not let you live in Texas if you're a vegetarian. Um, so I love brisket, but I I have to. I can only eat so much brisket. So I would say brisket, pulled pork, and then ribs. Okay. That would be right. that would brisket, be the, that would be the order. But brisket and pulled pork are really close together. Really close. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, obviously, you made the move uh, yes. to Dallas, Texas. What is your go-to place to go and visit if someone comes from, say, Peoria? You're going to take them somewhere. Obviously, it's not going to be the Cowboys Texas Stadium. Stadium. No, no, no. no. That'd be silly. <laughs> okay. Where, where are you taking them? Man, that's that is a really great question. So. Um, if, if we're playing golf, mm. I just had a group of guys come down here from Peoria in December 
I took him to the Texas Rangers golf course. It's brand new. It's baseball wow. themed. It's phenomenal. It's super cool. If I if it's a family, we've got this place called Clyde Warren Park, and uh, they literally built a park over an interstate. And so uh, so it's a beautiful park. A lot of families go out there. They have food trucks. It's it's phenomenal in the summertime. So if it's a if it's a golfer, I'm taking them to Texas Rangers golf course. If it's a family, I'm taking them to Clyde Warren Park to just hang out with the kids and play and eat food trucks and stuff like that. Hey, well, here's a crazy thing, because you know Peoria. There is a developer yeah. in Peoria that's been buying up a ton of places and creating these amazing areas. He is he has just proposed to the city of Peoria to put one of those parks across 74 downtown. Oh, that, I'm telling you, it is so cool. And I can totally see that over 74. I, I can picture where he's going to do it at. Yep. Um, that would be really cool. It, it is really kind of unique and cool. And I'm telling you, Clyde Warren is full all the time, all the time. People go there cool. all the time. It, it's great. All right, third question. We're sticking to barbecue. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I'm driving from Peoria to Dallas. I'm going to come hang out with you. We're going to golf. We're going to go to the park. Um, but then I say, hey, I want some good Texas barbecue. Where are you taking me? So the 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 best place that is probably out there is a place called Black's. That's a really great barbecue place. Another place that is very close to it for me is 1050 Barbecue. Um, that's one of my favorite places in Richardson. Um, Andy, Hutchins is Getting Hutchins many, is really good. So yeah, those are. I mean, listen, if it's barbecue down here, it is. It is phenomenal. It is so. It is so good. But I will tell you, for anybody out there listening, I still love Smoking King in Peoria. That I'm telling you, my yeah, you the, know what? yeah. the smoking the big. Kitchens family, they're awesome. Yeah, I love. I we used to eat there all the time. So, um, and he was a former student of mine. So they yeah. they had some great barbecue as well. Well, Joe, we want to thank you for being on today. We uh, we learn a lot. There's people that, especially parents, that are going to have some tools that they can. I just want to make it clear when 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 the care package comes to the student, it's addressed from the parent, correct? Well, they'll they'll know who it's coming from. Yeah, so the the parents, the kids will know who's sent them the package. Yes, brilliant, brilliant. That's so good. yeah, love it. Yeah, because once again, we 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 want to create this conversation, and so we're also going to reach out to um, pastors and grandparents, and you know, really just to say, hey, pastors, youth pastors, your kids are away at college. Send them a box a box yeah, for I final love it. exams. We're doing it. That's you cool. know, yeah, That's cool. you know, it's like, hey, these kids are off at college. They're about to they're about to go into a week long of final exams. Give them some snacks and some goodies, and really, we're going to try to theme our devotions. And our gifts, our spiritual gifts kind of around the holiday. And so obviously final exam, it's going to be a little bit more of like prayer and stuff like that. Um, Valentine's Day, it's going to be a little bit more about love. Easter is going to be about probably, you know, the resurrection, maybe throwing a, a Lee Strobel book in there about the case for Easter, yeah, or the case for Christ or something like idea. that. So we want to theme it around where they're in their journey. So once again, I was in college, you guys were in college. We remember the struggles. So in September, I want that kid the first week of school getting a box in his mailbox. So he's going, gosh, I'm kind of thinking I made a wrong decision. I'm kind of overwhelmed here. I'm getting homesick. All of a sudden the box comes in the mail and it's like, you know what? I got this. I got God's got me. I got this. All right, parents go to christiancarebox.com. Pastors, you too. Christiancarebox.com. Joe, yeah, you rock. Thank, 
Thanks so much, guys. Man, it's so good to see you guys again. I, I just miss you. I miss, I miss doing this. You know, I, we had so much fun together in Peoria, and so it's uh, it's fun to do this again. Good. Well, Joe, thank you again for being on Revival Town Podcast, and we will catch up with you again soon. See you guys. What did you think, Chuck? I was mesmerized by the outro music right there. I almost went into a hypnotic trance. <laughs> well, that's why I jumped on the mic, because it was like you were in a trance. Yeah, it was like, whoa, I was just sitting here enjoying Spummer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a great conversation. Um, love Joe. Great guy. Really good stuff. And What an it, idea. Yeah. I love, love the care box idea. So we need to... Um, yeah, we, we need to order some of those boxes, and uh, we need to know what we believe and why we believe it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and we will. We'll have Joe back on just for a, a, a conversation of apologetics. Uh, yeah. You know, today he was really wanting to talk about um, the, the care packages that he's doing, and it's brilliant. I mean, that is going to be really good and a great resource for the church, Um but uh, we'll have him back on definitely for apologetic stuff. Yeah. Uh, great guy. He loves to play golf, as you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'll let him correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure not only was he spiritual life director at Puree Christian, pretty sure he was the golf coach. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Pretty know. sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but you, know, you know what's coming up next, don't you? Yeah. We're not talking about golf. No, we're talking about... <laughs> Okay, all right, we've got to that part of the show where uh, we're going to see if Chuck can get this word, and I don't think he'll get this one. This one I was watching uh, a show this week, an English show, and they used it, and my wife, whenever, okay, this is what's happened now, because of you... I can't watch an English show without my wife saying something like, Chuck won't know what that word is. <laughs> Chuck won't know. Put that down in because I've got a notes app yeah. and I put all these words in that come to mind, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and this was on a show. Yeah, and okay? the reason I won't know is because I don't watch Benny Hill. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's so bad. <laughs> I do not watch Benny Hill. <laughs> Okay, all right. Oh, Oh, my. Edit button, edit button. Okay. (laughs) So, our guest is Blaine Bartelli. All right, I'm ready to do this. Give me a word. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, give me a. I think I'm going to go out for a ramble. (laughs) I'm going to go out for a Rambo? Ramble. R A M B L. Oh, yeah, okay. Ramble. Ramble. Yeah, let's I'm going to go out for a ramble. I'll do another one. Let's go rambling. Ram- let's go rambling. Let's go chit-chatting. Um, rambling. I'm going to I'm gonna go out for a ramble. I'm going to go for a drive. No, I'm no, going to no, go no. jump in your Mini Cooper and go for a ramble. No? No? <laughs> no. That's not it? Okay. Well. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Ramble means I'm going to go for a walk. You're going to go for a walk. You're going to go for a ramble. And what they do... What is it with some of these words? <laughs> well, listen to this. Would you like to go out for a ramble? Well, this is where it, it, it 
works, right? If this was a church in England, we will have a rambling club. And the rambling club would be a, a group, like a small group that would meet at the church. And then we would go and walk the countryside or we would meet at a certain place and we would have a rambling club a rambling club so i thought that was rambling club was like christian gambling (laughs) (laughs) rambling (laughs) we're gonna go rambling so you'd have a a rambling club yeah you would go out for a ramble which is walk okay wow there you go you love this one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) hey joe we're gonna put together a four-person golf ramble are you in (laughs) and that is scramble a ramble (laughs) Uh, no golf clubs are needed (laughs) oh man so there you go it's a ramble try and use that this week Chuck I know people have been trying to use these words we've got such an array of words and phrases now that we've been getting but uh, yeah we'll go and have a ramble alright I love it I love it okay well Chuck it has been great doing this again with you this week likewise looking forward to next week's show we've got a great show next week so uh, until then chuck i will see you next week hey be careful when about you're out what? on a ramble <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you soon listening to this episode of revival town podcast make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more information head on over to revivaltownpodcast.com